0: Everyone and welcome to Star Wars Rebels Alert, the weekly podcast after show where we recap and discuss each and every episode of Star Wars Rebels Season Three. I'm Renero's Tim. I'm Troy. We're finally back after almost a month hiatus. Here we're we're picking up right where we left off with the Legacy of Mandalore. Yeah, it feels good to be back, man. It's been a month off. Oh, man, it's, it's hard not watching Rebels yeah. every Sunday morning. I know. Like it's right. become a tradition for me. I get up before my family, I come down at like six in the yeah. morning, six thirty in the morning. I plant myself there and I get my fill of Star Wars for just to really kick off my week. And I haven't had that for so long. I
1: know you got a big bowl of cereal going on too. Yeah. Taking it back, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to picking up on this Mandalorian arc. This is something that I've become somewhat enthralled in and very engaged with over the last season here, especially yeah. with the last couple episodes that focused in on Sabine. And we were left with Sabine before we went on the hiatus, her going through that training session, that very emotional, that very deep episode that both you and I raved over. Awesome episode. It was one of my favorites of the season because it really went in and explored Sabine in a lot of depth, something that we hadn't gotten before. And this episode really drives forward the exploration of Sabine and cracking open that door and revealing quite a bit about her family, including the identity of her mother here
1: big reveal right because that kind of cancels the doors or um, shuts down the, the speculation out there on uh, Satine possibly yeah. being the mom I think that rumor is gone yeah it's long gone yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it blown into the water with this yeah. episode but we pick up right here with Ezra and Sabine and Kanan as well flying to Crow's Nest and this is Sabine's home world as they fly into the planet here they're greeted by mandalorians flying mandalorians these super imperial commandos if you will i love the white suit too it really reminds me of the prototype boba fett suit that's all i see every time yeah and i thought how badass of a scene where we do have these mandalorians greeting a spacecraft in atmosphere and fighting and disabling it immediately they don't need their own spacecraft they're going one-on-one with a ship just in their armor yeah just badass man right yeah absolutely love it and when we land on the planet here after they're disabled in the air and we get one of the leaders step forward here. And he seems to recognize Sabine when she walks off the ship. He pops off his helmets. Immediate thoughts there.
1: Yeah, it was, it was, I knew it was the brother. Yeah, me sure. too. Right, right, right away. The, the eyes and everything like that. I wasn't
0: expecting that name though.
1: Tristan. That's not very Star Wars like. No. Especially is... when
0: you get like Sabine and then you get <laughs> yeah. into her mother who's yeah. eventually name dropped as Ursa. Mm-hmm. Rand, like it just doesn't fit for me. No, especially the Mandalorian culture. No. Like, yeah, it's weird. It is a strange <laughs> <man>. <laughs> And like I said with this episode, as Tristan leads her to their strongholds, this is where we start to really explore the family dynamics here. We also get a hint in towards the feelings for the Jedi. This is amplified by her mother later on, but her brother says, we'll see how the Jedis are received. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really going back to the previous episode that so expertly depicted the Mandalorian versus Jedi war. Right. And I think you wait, you see a lot of that in here. And that's something I'd love to see explored in a comic book or something further down the road.
1: Yeah. Uh, going off that note, I, I always find it kind of weird now because we've had this 20-year gap where Jedi has been pretty much extinct. And so when you see a Jedi pop up, you, you think you'd get more of a reaction, for, especially from the Mandal- Mandalorians, being like, whoa, like that's a Jedi. So I always kind of find that weird when they're just like casually, like, ah, oh, there's a Jedi. But nobody knows that Jedi's are around anymore yeah. at this point. So I always kind of find that a little weird, but uh, there's a lots of history to go on there with the yeah. Jedi's. And the so much
0: history. And that was something that I was always confused with in the original trilogy after yeah. seeing the prequels and getting that gap. And they're starting to fill a bit of that content with Lost Stars, I think helped me a lot, bridge yeah. some of that, oh, that ideology that they're kind of, pushing into the masses They're, they've essentially erased the Jedi's from history yeah. they have new textbooks and all this propaganda that goes that's into right. it even Ahsoka a little bit touches on that yeah. Right? yeah and that's the way I can buy into all this mm-hmm. because that was something that always slightly bothered me especially yeah. with Han Solo like what is this mumbo jumbo yeah. right? it, it doesn't make sense and with a lot of that, with Lost Stars and them filling some of the time gaps in here with what the Empire is doing, I can kind of buy that. But you're mm-hmm. right. It's a history the Mandalorians have with the Jedi that I think allows them to not be as shocked when they do see right. someone light up a lightsaber. Yes. So, And it's interesting, too, because the immediate assumption always is when someone lights up a lightsaber that they are a Jedi. Yeah. And coming off the Jedi Purge, is that always the case? Because you'd think that people have collected Jedi weaponry they've collected the lightsabers and all that we have you know we see in some of the books bloodlines and even into the comic books there are collectors of jedi culture and so my assumption maybe wouldn't always be oh someone lighting up a lightsaber is actually a jedi Mm -hmm. i don't know that's just kind of one of the thoughts that come to mind
1: right yeah jedis and lightsabers always go hand to hand in my opinion right
0: yeah and finally like we said at the top there that we do get this reveal quite early on in the episode of sabine's mother and she's named her up as ursa ren this wasn't as dramatic as I thought it was no, going to be. It kind of just happened. And I know that there's some legacy and there's some people that were hoping of for a particular character to tie this in a bit deeper to the Clone Wars. Yeah. As a Clone Wars veteran, mm-hmm. are you somewhat shocked or even upset that they didn't go and connect a bit deeper? Or are you happy with having a more original character in this role?
1: Yeah, I really wish they did pull from a character from the Clone Wars. I was thinking either it's going to be uh, Satine... Well, obviously she's dead, but uh, Satine's sister. She had a sister in the Clone Wars, which I thought maybe it was her. Um, I'm not super familiar with Sons of Dathomir, even though I know you and I talk about it couple times but i believe there's a character in that comic book too when people are comparing her armor to this character's armor so they're thinking it's gonna be the same character i don't know if it even is the same character because hers is red whereas this character here the mom is yellow so i would like to see it been you know touched upon or connected to uh clone wars history because i'm a big clone wars kind of junkie yeah how'd you feel about the reveal
0: i didn't really have that connection to the clone Wars, so i don't have it so i wasn't completely shocked i was hoping for something a little more but again Mm -hmm. i'd have to come back to you or someone else to actually feel that connection because I don't have that knowledge going back into the entirety of the Clone Wars series. Mm -hmm. So I was okay with this. But this character herself, she kind of flip-flops a lot in this episode. Yes, But there's a lot more revealed about her and the history with Sabine that I was a bit shocked at because the impression I got even from the last episode that she was more or less abandoned by her family after she fled Mm -hmm. and this appears to be not so much the case her brother and her mother seem to be reeling from what happened with Sabine her creating this weapon because it looks like the rest of the clans blame the clan Wren for that creation and then her fleeing because that's Mm -hmm. eventually what led to the submission of the Mandalorians to the Empire and this instilling of Gar Saxon as the governor right and i really thought it was more about them casting her away it doesn't seem that way they seem to at least still care for her yes and there's a question asked by sabine why didn't you come after me and her mother simply states because we want to protect you if we came after you not only the empire coming after you but the rest of the mandalorians as well
1: yeah that's kind of waiting for like an obi-wan line like you know it's your point of view yeah kind of thing going on glad they didn't go that route um the big question is who's the dad now
0: yeah, because right? that's the big thread that's left hanging yeah. out. We answer one question. Yes. And we get a completely different question that's left out there for us. And exactly. that's something I think is probably going to be explored in season four, would be my guess.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking season four or going a little ahead. I think, you know, we all know where this this, this episode goes. I think we're going to get a novel possible to be in okay i'd love to talk yeah. about that let's cool. get through the rest of this because right. cool. i'm totally on board with nice. you nice. i
0: can't remember exactly when we discuss it but i'm thinking like a double timeline novel or a double timeline comic book yes where you're going back and exploring the mandalorian past mm-hmm. that jedi vs mandalore's war and kind of bridging that gap between some of the episodes here and filling in that pockets of history awesome while also developing and moving forward With Sabine's character, and even into the future a bit with the Mandalorians, like that's something I'd love to see to bridge some of my knowledge gaps here and to fill in the canonical universe as it was wiped out. A lot of it was wiped out as when Disney took over, right? Right. And so there's there's so much there, and that's something I've been kind of banging on about is that I don't get it all. I don't get this culture because Mm -hmm. I've never really read much on it. It's a part of the Star Wars universe that I'm not familiar with, and so I felt myself always trying to play catch up with these episodes. Mm -hmm. Up until the last couple here, when we got a little bit more depth added to them. Yeah. And we mentioned Garth Saxon here. So he is the acting ruler, the governor of Mandalore. And he's also referred to as the Emperor's Hand. Yes. Which is an interesting drop. And I'm not completely familiar with it, but I do remember there being hints to that in the old Legends universe. Really? Okay. I believe Mara Jade was a hand of the Emperor. And I think it had a different connotation. So I don't know if it carries the same amount of weight, but it's interesting that they kind of reinserted something like that back into canon. And I have to say for the listeners out there, if you guys are really familiar with the EU or the old EU and the Legends universe, I'd love to hear what exactly the Emperor's hand is because it comes to me because I remember seeing stuff and I remember reading a few things like 10 15 years yeah. ago but i'm not really engaged that much in the legends verse to completely get what that actually means and what the weight it carries so i'd love to hear from you guys on that one
1: yeah i'd love to hear that because i'm always about tying like legends in this new uh rebels and clone wars they're yeah. always tying in that stuff and, and i Dave love to Filoni, hear
0: it. he is a master at bringing it. everything back like bringing thrawn back like that's yes. an easy one but just little touches little pieces here and there mm-hmm. i love the fact that he takes the time to go back and reinsert important points important parts of the legend universe back into canon yes sometimes he does it differently because he has to fit it into this current canonical universe yes but he is taking and acknowledging and nodding to the fact that he respects what has come before and reinserting that i think is just that ultimate piece of respect from him for sure love it The Darksaber becomes quite a pivotal point here in this episode. It's something that we saw Sabine fighting with, training with, and we got a lot of understanding from that previous episode before the hiatus of the legacy of the Darksaber. And were you shocked when she almost immediately turned it over to her mother after igniting it and saying, look, here's what I got.
1: Yeah, like a couple steps back there. (laughs) I was like, what's going on? You know, we just got this huge, awesome training sequence the episode before and now you're about to
0: just toss it up to your mom like that? I was like... No, I don't do that. Yeah, it was that immediate trust, and I, yeah. I kind of get that with family. Mm-hmm. But there has to be a little bit of her saying, "Look, I'm gonna feel this out before yeah. I just <laughs> hand over this saber that's supposed to be this this piece, this icon, this this piece of Mandalorian history yeah. that allows the person to almost wield the power and unite the Mandalorians, right? right? Like, so it, I thought it was a really weird step, especially it, yeah. her. She's quite
1: guarded usually. Yeah, I know, I know. And, and the mom's not playing around. The mom's like, "Oh, so you got that that sword from Maul? Like you defeated him? Like, and she's yeah. like, no. And she's like, well, you don't deserve that. And I yeah. was like, wow, she's uh, yeah. she's not laying up on her daughter there. No, she yeah. had
0: a cool line in there. It's basically, it's one thing to hold it, but it's another thing to keep it.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Which is so cool because there's so much history there. You know, it's going back to Maul and that saber. So just love that stuff, how it ties in.
0: Yeah. And were you surprised about how quickly her mom seemed to turn by giving up the Jedi. Yeah. In turn to protect Sabine, mm-hmm. like that. That turn, I was I was quite shocked when she immediately went to Gar Saxon. I thought there was going to be a little more give and take there, mm-hmm. but she immediately had all this set up.
1: Yeah, I thought there was going to be some kind of loyalty because it seems like what they've established with the Mandalorians is that they're all by honor. and yeah. So for her to make that turn, I was kind of like, ah, shit.
0: Yeah, she's in like overprotective mode, not only mm-hmm. for the clan Ren but also for Sabine. So that's another aspect that I like about this that they they lighten that character of her mother because. I, like i said before i just felt that there was so much darkness behind her family and you get there and it's pretty open pretty yeah. welcoming with her brother they're going doing the sparring match yeah and kind of immediately getting back into these tight family ties that you do see presented as part of the culture of mandalore
1: yeah they, they really played actually uh tristan the brother relationship and to be really well actually that worked for me a lot yeah, yeah.
0: And as we drive towards this inevitable final battle between yeah. Sabine and Saxon that we do know is coming, we see him immediately turn on Clan Wren once she turns over the Darksaber to yeah. Gar Saxon. This all happens so fast. Yeah. And do you think it was stupid on Saxon's part to just say, Look, I've got the Darksaber now. Now I'm going to destroy Clan Wren. They had her on side. He could have taken the two Jedi... Straight to the emperor, and this emperor's hand thing becomes much more than it already is. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's a little, it's a little out of left field, right? A lot of turns going on pretty fast in this episode. Yeah. It, it was a yeah. quick pace. It, it was a quick pace. They yeah. did
0: not belabor on very much, right. but I still felt that I got everything out of it that I wanted to. Specifically, when it relates to Sabine's family, like yeah. I got that dynamic, and I really appreciated that because I was a bit worried that I wasn't going to fully engage in her. Family dynamic here in what she tried to explain in the previous episode because. It was so emotional yes i didn't know how they're going to pack in a very emotional episodes that was topped off by this battle between saxon and sabine and i think they really hit it out of the park there
1: they really did and and again like i'm going to sound like a broken record here but this is what they've been doing so well from uh, the clone wars and doing it even now in the rebels is these two three-part arcs like if you're gonna go back and watch season three on blu-ray and watch um the first part one of this episode and part two it's gonna make you appreciate each scene that much more so right it kind of complements each other going part one and part two, yeah. so really like what they did here.
0: Yeah, those two three potters, I agree yeah. with you fully. Like, these are what we need more of. Yes, definitely. These stories that continue through in a couple episodes, an overarching arc, if you will. Yeah, that is kind of start to finish, but also leaves some dangling threads to pick up later on in the season. I right. think I get more out of these episodes because we have a tendency to call those other ones fillers, or we try not yeah. to use that word. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you do get that these more bottle episodes that's right that aren't playing into the larger arc, but one thing the season's done really well they've had two or three major simultaneous arcs going yes. on that play into each other that weave in and out of the whole series and still drive forward the main narrative. That is the Thrawn Arc, right? Like so this it's been doing that really well and it's really engaged and captured me, I think, through the majority of the season here.
1: Yeah, completely agree. And I, I think it's safe to say we're done with uh, the filler episodes. Like, I mean oh, definitely. six episodes left. There's no there's no room for it.
0: No, yeah. we got a couple episodes leaked here. We're gonna yeah. talk about them at the end of the episode here. So give you guys a chance to turn it off if you don't <laughs> want to hear about the leaked episodes. Right. But getting into the final battle, it ensues with the arrival of Finn Rao. And he's tossing the lightsabers over to the Jedi. And we get this nice close battle with Mandalorian versus Mandalorian the Jedi's involved in there and one thing that I want to point out here while we're talking about the Jedi is Ezra has a few key scenes in here that lighten the tone a bit his awkwardness throughout this (laughs) is fantastic
1: it works for me yeah Yeah. normally I find him annoying but it really worked in this episode I found with that that humor of his yeah Yeah, awkwardness
0: I really liked it yeah it was key on the awkwardness him talking about family Like it was really cool I really appreciated what they did with Ezra here even though the him and Kanan kind of play background character to the Sabine and the family arc yeah. in this episode so they've teased this saxon sabine fight since the season three trailer the mid-season three trailer exactly I believe. yep and so we've been sitting on this for the better part of two months now we knew it was happening we knew she was going to be fighting with a lightsaber yeah what did you think of this fight as a whole
1: oh this was awesome this is well first of all it's crazy because you know it's, it's such a great lightsaber battle and these aren't jedis these aren't sith um This is probably second to the Vader. I mean, the Vader is obviously way more epic, the Vader and Ahsoka. Yeah. But this was pretty cool. Right when they go out the window and it's just silent. There's no music. There's no score. And then they pick up and they just start going at it. And you get some shots of the ice breaking, clashing. This is is an awesome, awesome saber fight.
0: Oh, I absolutely loved what they did here. And going back to the score, as we do almost every episode... When they started fighting, when she ignited the lightsaber, yes. there's a swell of the Star Wars original score in there just for a moment. Right that touch i had it three times the first time because i was like oh my god this is so good just the emotion that brings to you and the weight to the scene with just the score itself it's just a hint go back and listen to it if you did not catch it it's so
1: good just there it's just so subtle what were you thinking when we got that point she had the dark saber and she had the green lightsaber it was a total callback to anakin episode three right all dooku's head oh yeah do Post it. Do game. it. Oh yeah. That's all I got from that. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool that actually and that's my only problem with this fight is actually she didn't end it. I was kind of like bummed that the mom shot yeah. him. You know, I kind of wanted maybe not even necessary to kill him but I kind of wanted her to to be the one to triumph over
0: yeah, I feel yeah. that it was cut short almost. Yes. And it's appropriate, I think, for the character. Yes. She did lop off his arm in Star Wars tradition. Yeah, yeah, Because I rewind on that a couple of times because they didn't really show it. <laughs> does it actually come right off? It comes... You don't see it come off, yeah. but it's very heavily implied that it does come oh, off. Oh, wow. And you do kind of see a small nubbin... I saw that. go down quickly. Yeah. Because I was like, oh my, god, did you take his arm off? Because I was like, that's really appropriate for a Star Wars lightsaber battle. That's right, yeah. <laughs> but it didn't really show it. And because it's Disney XD, of exactly. course, I'm not going to show that, right? Yeah. And with this fight, you said that this is one of the best lightsaber battles that we've seen in Rebels. Does it bother you when someone other than a Jedi has a lightsaber? Because this is something that we really hadn't seen much of. Right. When you go to the OT, the prequels, the only person I believe, I might be wrong here, but the only person I believe that picks up and ignites a lightsaber is Han Solo briefly in Empire Strikes Back. That's
1: right. Yeah. That's, that's the only time that I can recall. Um, a, a little bit, I mean, because they've done such a good job of establishing beam, especially this season. And we got to see that the, the lightsaber training sequence. Yeah. It, it, it was deserved. But normally I do like to see the Jedi or the, the inquisitors or the Sith go at it. Like, preferably that's what i like to see yeah. right um but it, but this worked for me it really did because they built up sabine
0: definitely i agree with you there yeah. sometimes it bothers me but mm-hmm. it makes sense for her to be picking up the lightsaber yes. i like the ezra's the one that chucked it to her and i like that they're going at it here lightsaber on darksaber like this right. is appropriate this makes sense mm-hmm. i agree with you sometimes it takes me out yes. and i think that a Jedi should be the one to carry the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with this. And I'm okay with it maybe going forward. But I think, like you said, mm-hmm. the key to it is the character has to deserve it.
1: Yes, exactly. You can't just throw it in their hands. I mean,
0: Han did it for like two seconds. Yeah, just to open up. It's <laughs> yeah. Shove Luke inside. <laughs> <laughs> and Sabine makes a big decision at the end of this episode. Dude, Ooh, this is, is coming. Well, this is something that I, I, I talked about. I yep. speculated on. We debated about right. whether or not they're going to allow Sabine to stay on Crow's Nest with the Mandalorians, try to unite them against the Empire. Now Mm -hmm. that she has the Darksaber in hand and now that word of Saxon's death is going to spread, create that chaos, which Sabine's mother makes reference to, that this will allow them to choose a leader on their own the way that they used to. Right. And Sabine makes reference to the fact that she can do much better here on Mandalore than she can with the Rebellion. Yeah. And this is, like I said, something that I threw out there a little That's while right. ago and said maybe she's going to stay and they're going to spin something off and yeah. do something different. You said you were shocked.
1: Well, to see it so soon. I, I thought maybe like a season finale, like yeah. eventually she'd go that path. But like this episode, I wasn't expecting it. Especially like, you know, Hera's been like working hard to like recruit yeah. more of more members. Now they lost Sabine. Yeah, one of the best. Yeah, right? So um, I just didn't see coming this episode. Yeah.
0: No, it, it makes sense. And we know spoilers here, so... We know in future episodes based off the mid-season trailer that the Mandalorians do come back at some point and Mm -hmm. fight in a space battle with the Empire. I'm assuming she's going to have some sort of triumphant return with at least Clan Wren. Yes. And maybe some other followers. And so I don't doubt that she'll be back and probably with the Ghost crew coming out of Season 3 here. Yeah. But who do you think is going to end up leading the Mandalorians? Like we've talked about is it going to be sabine eventually they're going to try spin something out with just her maybe new disney xd show or a Mm -hmm. comic book or something like that i'm not really feeling that because she does say in there that she has no interest in leading right who do you think could potentially lead do you think it's going to be someone that we've seen before yeah is it going to be tristan is it going to be her mother yeah I, i don't know i mean i want to say sabine and even though she said
1: what she said but I want to say her just because she's become such a fan favorite Like yeah. she's, she's been picking up like how people have embraced Ahsoka coming into Rebel Season 2 like people love Sabine yeah. and, and like going off that other theory like I think they are going to do a book and you're going to have to base it on Sabine what cool way to tie in the Mandalorian history and have Sabine at the same time it's the you way know? you got to do this it it's the way you got to do it right so I, I, I still feel that way I mean I like the relationship between Tristan and Sabine but I don't feel him being like that that leader you no, know? he
0: reminds me a little bit of the Iron Squadron kids.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a great call, actually. And I don't I don't see the mom picking it up, but I just, I wish I knew if that was the same character from the Son of Dathomir. I can't make that connection quite yeah. now. So that's something I have to check out. So my, my money is on Sabine for now. What, yeah. what, what are you thinking?
0: I don't know. I don't think Sabine. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning a bit more towards Finn Rao. That makes sense. Yeah. He seems like someone that's been very supportive of Sabine. Like this right. is a character I think that she respects. Yes. And he has shown that he is loyal to not only the Mandalorians, but also the Rebellion and Sabine. Kind of sitting on this side of good, I will say. I really do think it's going to be him. Because yeah. that seems like not so much an obvious choice, but also the very obvious choice. Yes.
1: Yeah, that, that's it's, too- it's kind of
0: weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to go with something completely different. Because I think this is all going to be picked up in Season 4. Right. I think it's safe to say then Sabine will probably make it out of Rebels alive. I think so. Yeah. I think this is an easy way to allow her not to be in that New Hope timeline. Or at least present within the the, the Rebellion in that timeline. That right. she's off doing something else. And I think, again, this is somewhere where you could pick up a book. Is that exactly. coming out of whatever Season 4, Season 5 of Rebels that she spins out into her own thing here. Like, she could almost carry... A TV show herself. Yeah. Almost if they yeah. had a few other supporting characters. So I think she's going to make it out. I fully agree with that.
1: Definitely think so. Yeah. Because actually I saw even on Twitter this week that there's talks of another animated show. Yeah. going on out there I think it's going to be a different timeline I think they'd have to get away from this pre episode 4 after episode 3 yeah because they're,
0: they're really harping in on this timeline right now even yeah. some of the books that are coming out everything is kind of layering itself yeah. so you're getting a lot of dense material and yes. I love it don't get me wrong yeah. but there's a lot in here they need to go to the, the Force Awakens timeline they yeah. need to go maybe back to the prequels like they're doing in the comic That's books right. yeah.
1: Shattered Empire just after Shattered Empire yeah and yeah. just
0: kind of fill in a bit more of that and this is their bread and butter right now this is where their movies are focusing in on this is where the anthology movies are focusing in on kind of that timeline between revenge of the sith and a new hope or rogue one now i guess yeah so i it's cool that what they're doing but i agree they need to expand a bit more and i think a new tv show like we said knights of the old republic is probably the way to go but i don't know if we're gonna get that (laughs) so all in all what did you think of this episode
1: yeah i i loved it um it was was it worth the wait I don't know this goes back again to being like you know it's something you, th- th- this season is really gonna benefit from binge watching when you can go from episode yeah. to episode to episode but it's a great episode it really built up for me towards the end when we got that awesome fight scene and uh you know it, it, we're dealing with Mandalorians, so it's, it's it's great stuff yeah. I like this episode a lot
0: Yeah. have to agree with you fully there, it was a tight episode. It Mm -hmm. was quick. We got a lot of what I wanted out of it. And I agree with you, yeah, maybe it wasn't as big of a return as maybe some of the other episodes like we had seen in the past. Right. But it really wrapped up this arc for me. It left a few threads dangling for later on in the season and for even into season four. Yes. I'm excited to see more of this. I would love to see a comic book or even a novel adaptation that expands a bit on this Mandalorian culture. I really want to see more of this. Yes. So this has amped me up for that. And... Sabine, I love this arc. I love where she's going yeah. and I hope to see her kind of propelled to the forefront of the Star Wars Rebels cartoon even further in season four.
1: Absolutely agree. And I actually, I really like that idea you mentioned the comic book because no. Sabine's so colorful too. Yeah. To see her on the pages. Be awesome. That'd be incredible. Yeah.
0: One last thing. Do you think we're going to see this weapon that's referenced to a few times throughout the episode and even the last episodes that she did design for the Empire? Is this what's going to bring her and the clan Ren back into the fold when it comes to the empire is this going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back for them resisting the empire resisting fighting the empire and finally joining the rebellion in some sense or another to actually go out and fight thrawn
1: i think it is i think yeah. this is something they're going to have to address because even just going back and forth we were talking like wait did they answer that and we're like no they no. haven't so yeah i think it's definitely something they got to answer um in this season yeah awesome looking yeah. forward to it. awesome stuff
0: All right, guys. Well, I'm going to say major spoilers here. We're very, very quickly going to talk about the leaked five episodes here. I'm not going to go too much into depth here because I don't want to spoil myself either. So I'm just going to read off the titles and just we're going to quickly talk about just even what we're going to get towards the end of the season here and what we think this is going to push us into as far as season four. So major spoilers for the last five episodes here, guys. You're cool to cut it off now. We've discussed, we finished our discussion. And if you want to stick around, we love it. We're going to discuss these a little bit and speculate, but we're not going to spend too much time on it. So I'm going to say one more time, spoilers for the last five episodes (laughs) of season three of Rebels. All right. So there was a leak <laughs> the last five titles and brief synopsis i'm just going to buzz through these really really quick and we're just going to kind of pick out and highlight where we think the big arcs is going to come to a close in this season so episode 17 next week which is through imperial eyes which looks really cool it looks like it's going to be from the perspective of an imperial either some sort of commander or something to that effect falcon Fulcrum, possibly, cool. yeah. So okay. th- ah, that's I never even thought about that. That's a great idea. Nice, nice. So awesome. we might get to see some of his art coming to a close yes. next week, episode eighteen. Now, this is the first of the leaks. This is called Secret Cargo, and it looks like the Ghost Crew picks up one of the important Rebel leaders and transports him or her across the galaxy. Oh. Who do you think it could be? I think I already know. Oh. I think it was she was shown
1: yeah it, it, it has to be moth, moth, yeah, moth, 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 moth yeah, yeah for sure Definitely. Yeah. so i think we're gonna
0: get her back nice. and potentially this episode is when we get the introduction of the rebel fleet
1: oh maybe admiral
0: radis oh, oh sick that be?
1: that'd be huge and some x-wings oh man oh, that's got to happen in season two nice oh,
0: man that would be sick <laughs> episode 19 double agent droid so this is a team up with chopper and ap5
1: Oh, I like AP5. That's my joy right there. Okay.
0: So this is the last of the potential non-critical arc episodes. Yes. And I think we're going to get a nice, calm episode here, a fun episode, before we get into some really deep and potentially dark episodes coming into the back end of this season here.
1: that will be cool, actually, because that reminds me of last season. I think that's when we are first introduced to uh, AP5, is towards the end of the season. So it's kind of like a follow-up, maybe.
0: Episode 20. This is one of the big ones. Oh, boy. It's called Twin Sons, and it airs on March 18th, 2017. This is huge. This is the episode with Kenobi and Maul.
1: That's like a pay-per-view episode right there. My God. Fight I'm night. not
0: even going to read the synopsis. I've read it. I do not want to spoil it cool. for you. cool. But this looks like it's going to be massive
1: oh man and that's episode 20
0: episode 20 airs on march 18th 2017 wow. according to this leak thing so that might change as they change around disney xd and all yeah. that but i don't think we're getting any more breaks here and we're going to drive forward right through the end of the season so basically in a month from now oh, we're going man. to get that showdown
1: this is going to be huge <laughs> i'm Jeez. so excited for it this is huge
0: i don't, I don't want you to even read this synopsis no. because i'd want you to be full spoiler free on this yeah. one and that's followed up by yes. a two-parter. Oh, of so course. So that, that, that battle isn't our season finale, no. as we had discussed as, as you before. As called, you called it. Yeah. And it's called Zero Hour Part 1 and Part 2. Okay. This is the Thrawn arc coming to a season end. Yes. Based off the brief description that I've read here, it looks like potentially Thrawn is going to make it through this season, and we're going to see him into Season 4 like we wanted all season. For
1: sure. So Death Troopers. Yeah, we're going to see see the Death Death Troopers Troopers. in this episode, too, because we
0: saw that in the mid-season trailer. That's right. It's funny you say that. I was thinking literally the other day. I picked up a Death Trooper helmet, and I was like, I don't think I seen the death troopers nope. from that rebels episode that we got in the mid-season trailer yeah so yeah. we're gonna see them that's gonna be um, awesome and
1: we're gonna see that little training sequence of his it's oh, the yeah. kicking ass I totally yeah. feel like that yeah That's oh, am wondering going if down. that's gonna
0: be in one of these episodes kind of in the next couple
1: that's right maybe even the Falcon one yeah that we just uh, thought of there interesting yeah so
0: it looks like we have a massive month wow. and a half ish of Rebels watching here we're getting these arcs coming to a close this Twin Suns one man that's gonna we're, be huge we're
1: going to Tatooine in Rebels that's gonna be huge it's so cool because last year they answered you know the, the big fight night which was Vader and Ahsoka yeah. now we're getting the big Obi-Wan and Maul my like
0: gosh. this is huge I've got goosebumps, goosebumps about for it.
1: sure for, this could be the best season right now just just off the last five episodes you mentioned my wow. god crazy
0: this is going to be a ton of fun to yeah. talk about and we are going to be back every single week that one of these airs. So we should be back for the next seven weeks in a row. Yeah. Seeing if there is a gap in here. I don't think so, nice. but hopefully not. I'd love to ride this out. Just straight on seven weeks, full rebels here. Yes. That's the way I want to do it. And I'm super stoked for the end of this season. This has been probably my favorite season. I'm going to say it's, it's awesome, man. And we have yeah. not seen Vader in the season. either. I know that's the thing. Crazy. No Vader. Yeah. Jeez. Crazy.
1: So, wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a lot of rebels talk to happen here on star wars rebels alert but there's also a lot of nerd talk happening over on our other podcast the nerd room it drops every thursday and this week we're going to be going into a ton of detail of new york toy fair they dropped just a massive amount of star wars merchandise action figures and also marvel we talk about comic books we talk about marvel and we're going to be going through in you know, quite a bit of detail, particularly focusing on the 6-inch action figures. Yes. And the 40th anniversary Star Wars reveals the cardbacks, the vintage 6-inch cardbacks. Unreal. Yeah, glorious. <laughs> so good. We're going to be so broke by the end of the Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about that on Thursday on the same feed you're listening to right now.
1: Yes, so keep it locked right here, guys.
0: For all your Star Wars news. We're going to be going through a little bit of the new book that was announced we've got empires end dropping this tuesday so a lot going on in the star wars world super stoked i'm happy to be back into rebels here i've got my fix for stars for the week i'm gonna jump back into the comic books nice and then we're gonna be talking action figures collectibles in the next couple of days we're also going to be doing our oscar predictions too this is that's something right. that troy and i have been batting back and forth That's right, yeah and it's something that we really like doing on the other podcast because it's something to kind of focus in on it puts a little stakes to the oscars yeah. and it's pushed us into watching some of the movies that we don't particularly focus in on so a lot happening in the nerd world a lot happening in the stars world and we're excited to be back and we're excited to be going forward here with stars rebels Alerts. so until next week or thursday if you tune in listen to us then that's right for Star Wars Rebels alert, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. Ahsoka! This has been a Nerd Room podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim and Troy on Twitter at the and Troy the Boy eighty seven. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search the Nerd Room podcast. Be sure to head over to Starwarscomwealth.com to find other podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Generation X-Wing, Tumbling Saber, Rogue Squadron Podcast, and the Skyhopper Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.